Good morning. It is good to see each and every one of you here today. I'm Pastor Adam. If you are visiting with us this morning, I'd like to say a, a special thank you for choosing to worship here at Maple Park Church. If I haven't met you yet today, I hope to meet you uh, after the service. I would like to announce one thing. We have four new members to welcome to Maple Park Church. Membership, Karen Burney, Lisa Hovde, who makes the amazing chicken recipe, <laughs> Madison Goodman, and Paul McClintock. Let's welcome them into membership here at Maple Park Church. You pray with me. Lord, we come before you today and we thank you. We thank you that you gather us together. Uh, you gather us together where you promise to be present uh, with us. Wherever two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst of us. You come to us in the power of your word. Through your word, you create faith. Through your word, you begin a process of transformation in us to where we're transformed into the image and the likeness of Jesus Christ. And then, Lord, as we're transformed, we are compelled by the gospel, by the good news of Jesus Christ, to go, to go into uh, this community, to go into all of the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, as we look at your word today, I pray that you would fill us with your spirit. I pray that you would give us, Heavenly Father, the ability to hear, not just with our ears, but with our heart. And that as this message penetrates our heart, that it would, that it would go forth from us in our individual lives into our community. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we go to the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, beginning with the 16th verse. Jesus has died upon the cross at this point. Jesus has been raised from the dead. And then Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, gets his disciples together and he says, now that these things have happened, my, my life, my death, my resurrection, now that these things have happened, here is what you are to do. This is how you are to live. This is your mission. This is your commission. And so Jesus gathers with his disciples and he says, now that these things have taken place, here is what you are to do. Now the 11 disciples, noticing it's 11, not 12, Judas is no longer with them. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. Who is this Jesus? He is true God. True God. You know, the Old Testament says that you are only to worship God. And no one else. You see, these, these disciples have been given faith to recognize Jesus as true God. So they worshiped him, but then look at the next clause, but some what? Some doubted. Have you ever been there before? Have you ever doubted? Doubted his promises? Guess what? If you, if you have doubts, you qualify as a disciple of Jesus Christ. You qualify as a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
They saw him, they worshiped him, but, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And he said this, go, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, here's the promise, behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I believe our vision statement as a church fits with the Great Commission. Our vision statement is three words, gather, transform, and go. The Holy Spirit gathers us together. He gathers us together as the body of Christ around His Word where the Holy Spirit promises to be present to create faith, to sustain faith, and to transform us then into the likeness and the image of Christ. So we gather, and by the Holy Spirit we are transformed. And as we are transformed to be more like Christ, we are called to go. Gather, transform, and go. We cannot help but go because we have been filled with His Spirit. If you study the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, you'll find that the Holy Spirit was given for that very mission of going. God wants you to go. God wants you to go. But so often we, we are concerned in the church with how many people we're seating. How many people are we seating in the pews rather than what Christ is concerned about? And Christ is concerned with sending, with sending, or in other words, going. So we have a concern for seating, but, but God has a concern for sending. And if we're concerned, as God is, if, if, we're, if we're not only concerned, but, but probably a better phrase is passionate, passionate about sending, the seating won't be a problem. You see, a church on the go, a church obedient to the Great Commission, is a thriving church, a growing church. So, I believe that sending is more powerful than seating. And think of this, does Jesus ever command us to seat people, to seat people in the pews? No, Jesus is always sending. The Holy Spirit is always sending. So I believe Maple Park Church is on the cusp of renewing our DNA of sending. Did you know that Maple Park is a sending church? Maple Park is a sending church. We have sent members from our church to plant churches throughout this area. People have left our church to go plant other churches with the desire to see the kingdom expand. We have sent members into the global mission field. We have sent members from here uh, out into the far reaches of the world to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we have sent even of our own 
uh, Eric and Janet Tangent to do that very thing. However, from time to time, the vision of go or of sending needs to be renewed within the church. We need to be motivated once again to have a greater focus on sending than on how many people we are seating on Sunday mornings. When the church loses focus on sending, the seating declines. In other words, if we are not sent, if we do not go, attendance and giving drops. A thriving church is a church on the Great Commission go. It is a going church, being sent to bring the good news of the gospel to others. So for Maple Park, the sending starts today. The sending starts with you. You see, we need to add to our numbers, and we need to multiply our numbers. So let's talk about math. Let's talk about addition and multiplication. I would like to start by saying I do not like math. My wife wasn't feeling well, so I was helping my son Daniel with his math. And I came to a certain section that he was working on, and he said, I need help with this, Dad. I looked at it, and I said, I can't help you. You'll have to talk to your mom when she's feeling better. So we need to talk about math. I'm not talking about budgets and line items. We need to learn addition, and then we need to learn multiplication. The Great Commission is about addition and multiplication. To understand Jesus' plan for our church, we need to understand what it means to add, and we need to understand what it means to multiply. Addition, addition. What I'm talking about when I talk about addition is invitation, invitation. You and I need to be inviting people to come to Maple Park Church. We need a vision within our congregation for invitation. We need a passion for invitation within our church. So here is uh, the goal associated with our vision of gather, transform, and go. I propose over 1,000 personal invitations given out in one year to Maple Park. I believe we can do that. I believe we're capable of giving 1,000 invitations in one year to Maple Park. You see, um, Maple Park Church needs to grow to survive. We add to our numbers by inviting people. When churches grow, members invite others to come and see. So invitation, addition, is come and see. Come and see, and this is biblical. Invitation is a biblical strategy of evangelism. Philip said to his doubting brother Nathaniel, Nathaniel said, Jesus came from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And then what did Philip say to his brother Nathaniel? Philip said, come and see. Come and see. That's what we need to be doing within our community, inviting people to come and see, to come and see this Jesus who was among his people. The woman at the well told her village, come, see 
a man who told me all that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? So here's this woman who had had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and through her encounter with Jesus Christ, invited others to come and see. You see, when we invite others to church, we're inviting them to come and to see Jesus who promises to be present among his people through the preaching of the word of God. And we know what the scriptures say. The scriptures say that faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. How will they believe unless they hear? So we're called to go. We're called to invite so that people can know Jesus through the ministry of Maple Park. Throughout my ministry, I've seen many people come to saving faith in Jesus Christ and be transformed through invitations to church. It was just a simple invitation to church that transformed their life for eternity. So you can be a part of inviting And by inviting people to come here, they can be transformed through the gospel. So invitation works in the same way that addition works. We add to our numbers those who are being saved. And this connects to our vision of gather, transform, and go. We go so that more can be gathered in and transformed by the power of the gospel. And this will start today. I want you to notice that you, uh, hopefully everybody's been given a Maple Park Church card. This is just a simple tool that's been given. And we ask that you use this card to invite someone to church this week. Now you might think this is kind of scary. And believe me, it is scary. I've done this many times. And I wanted to test it out in this area. I did this in New York with very good success. But I wanted to test it out in this area. It's a different culture. So at Target, I had a stack of these cards. My wife was shopping. And I decided that everybody I came into contact with at Target, I would simply go up to them and say, hi, I'd like to invite you to come to my church sometime. And if you're not quite ready to come to church yet, there's a website you can go to and you can receive some video answers for some of life's difficult questions. You know what kind of a response I receive from every single person? A smile. A smile. A surprised smile. And a thank you. Every single person that I invited to was thankful to receive an invitation to Maple Park. This is something that you can do. It's scary to start. Maybe you're in line at the grocery store. You see somebody behind you, you say, hi, how are you doing? And you begin a conversation. And you say, hey, I'd like to invite you to come to my church sometime. Watch their reaction, a smile, and a thank you. We're going to watch a video so you can see a little bit more about how these cards work and how this uh, program works. So if we can begin... Uh, the video. Hi there, I'm Jesse, the founder of TrueLife.org, and we're here at Thomas Road Baptist Church to help show you how easy it is to evangelize and invite people with these TrueLife.org invitation cards. Good to see you guys. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming. 
So we're encouraging evangelism and invitation in churches, not just Thomas Road Baptist Church, but your church as well. I'm sure your pastor probably gave you a truelife.org card today to hand out. And these cards are so unique because it takes the fear away from evangelism and invitation. That means that we don't have to be afraid of the questions that might be asked, or the time that's going to take, or not having a starting point. What if the recipient is afraid of going to church? Well, they can easily go online and get free video answers to questions like, how do we get the Bible? Why do bad things happen? Where do you go when you die? Does God love gay people? Is Mormonism true? Are Jehovah's Witnesses right? And the list goes on and on for any worldview. And then, of course, they can easily find your church on the Church Finder. Hey, Will, so we're pulling up to a gas station right now, and all I need you to do is just go out and simply say, hey, I'd love to have you come to my church on Sunday. If you have any questions, you can go online and get video answers, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. God bless you. I'm praying for you, okay? Let's see what happens. Hi, excuse me. How are you ladies doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, I don't know if you go to a church anywhere in the area, but I'd like to invite you to Thomas Road Church to see here. And, uh, and if you don't have any time to make it to church right yet, you can see on the back, uh, truelife.org, where you get free video answers to life's hard questions. And there's all kinds of different videos on there to answer questions that people have, like, is there a God? And why do we suffer? And things like that. So take a look at it. Remember the Lord loves you. Hey, well, do you feel better right now? I mean, do you feel relieved that, you know, at first you feel like a little bit... A little nervous at first, yeah. yeah. But now I know you, I'm, I've given opportunity to people to find answers in God's Word, and that's... That's exciting, you know. That's awesome. Well, you did a great job. And, and they seem to be very open to it. Sure. Would you suggest the same for people watching? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go out and do it. It's easy. Katrina, it's your turn. Oh, yes. We're going to have some fun. Yes. You ready to do this? Yes. I'm We're a bit nervous, though. You are. Yeah, I'm a little nervous for you, too. I know you're going to do well, though. Because yeah, I've never I'm... done this before. I always <laughs> wanted to, but... I'm nervous, but well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm do it. I'm praying for you, sister. I know you're gonna do fun. Here we are. This is good. Hey, you wanna talk? You can talk to her. Hi, how are you? Hi. Yeah, this is, I would love to come, uh, you to come to my church next week. I don't go to your church. I don't care. You don't go to church? You know, you can go online too if you want to. Do you, you know? I'm out back Yeah, okay. God bless you. So, what you do is you keep going. Yeah. Okay. And someone else, will, someone else will take the card yeah. since she didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Do you go to church? Sometimes. Oh, great. That's good. So I would love to see you, I mean, come over to my church next week. And um, if you, for some reason, if you, if you, I mean, you're not ready, you can always go onto this website, like truelife.org. And uh, there are some free video answers. Okay. But there are a lot of questions we have sometimes. And there are a lot of videos explaining those questions. And you can always go and check those videos and have the answers. Okay. Yeah. Thank it's you. nice meeting you. Have nice a great day. God you best. too. Yeah. Hey, Will. Yeah. Man, we had a great time in there. Oh, yeah. Katrina surprised me. I mean, I, I knew she was going to do good, but she did really, really good. Thank you. <laughs> you did. Well, you know what happened? What happened? Uh, initially, there was um, one lady who didn't, um, you know, didn't want to take the card. Yeah. And she was like, no, I'm not going to come to church. And I was really, you know. <laughs> <laughs> know but then saying. I didn't give up. Yeah. And he was with me. And we went on ahead. And we gave the cards to a lot of people. And surprisingly, it was really, it wasn't really hard, and no. they were really receptive, and I loved it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so thankful. 
that you just did my job. I don't have to explain nearly as much anymore to you back in the sanctuaries. We're not a different person than you. We are made in God's image just like you are. And every Christian has the opportunity to do this. And I can promise you from the bottom of my heart that there is nothing better than to share your faith with people. So I'm challenging you today, share your faith, hand out these cards, and see what God can do in your life and in the lives of others. All right, you've been given a True Life card, and I pray that each and every one of you will answer the call just to simply invite somebody to come to Maple Park. It's simple. It's simple. Something that's easy to use. Plus, the website, truelife.org, has many videos, many videos that offer answers that people are asking about God, about life, about the Bible. And uh, use these cards, take them, hand them out, invite somebody to come to Maple Park Church. I have Tom Rainer wrote the book called Becoming a Welcoming Church, which many of us used. And, and he has, he, he's a researcher, and he has done research to, to kind of back up this whole idea of inviting people to church, of invitation and evangelism. He says uh, through his research, if you invite them, they will come. If you invite them, they will come. Over 50% of people that are given a personal invitation to church, if they're, if they're a friend, if they're a friend or family member, will come. So friends and family members are willing to come to church if they are simply invited to come. Many people do not come to church because they've never been invited by somebody. So it's simply by inviting a friend or a family member. Come, I'll sit with you. You don't have to feel out of place. You don't have to feel alone. Come to church. Come and see this Jesus. But so this is addition. Addition is, is in inviting people, inviting people to come and to see. But we also need to do multiplication. And multiplication is, is making disciples. It's actually moving beyond just simply in, inviting somebody to come to church. It's actually making a disciple by sharing the gospel with somebody, coming a lot alongside somebody who doesn't know about Jesus. Now, I told you that, that over 50% will come if they're invited to church by, by a family member or, or, or a, a friend or a neighbor. So if you know somebody and you invite them, there's over a 50% chance that they'll come. But you know that there, there's a 78% chance, according to Tom Rainer, that a person will be open to a conversation about the gospel? 78% of people who have no church association are open to having conversations about Jesus. So, so there, there is actually a, a greater percentage of people that are open to, to the witness of the church than to an invitation to church. 80, almost 80% are willing to have a conversation about your relationship with Jesus and who Jesus is and what Jesus did and what Jesus means to them. So these, these numbers really are just encouraging. They're so encouraging for us. Uh, there is great potential for invitation and disciple-making within the body of Christ. So. Multiplication is making a disciple. 
Disciple making is key to the future of the church. How many of you had somebody come alongside you and explain to you who Jesus was and then help you in your walk with Jesus through life? How many of you felt like you were out on your own to try to figure this Christian living thing without any help? Some of you may have never had anybody come alongside you to disciple you. Others of you may have experienced what it means to have somebody come alongside you and tell you about Jesus and then show you what it means to walk with him. What we need is a disciple-making movement within the church. This is what we need. People who are willing to go and to share Jesus, 80% of people are ready for a conversation. Simply go to them, talk with them about Jesus, walk alongside them. When they come to accept Jesus as their Savior, then to walk alongside them to help them learn what it means to follow Jesus. This is the Great Commission, to go and to make disciples. I believe that for far too long the church has relied upon programs rather than relationships in disciple-making. For probably 20 years of ministry, I have relied more upon the programs that the church offers to make disciples rather than coming alongside somebody and inviting them to come and see, sharing the gospel with them, and then walking with them as they learned to follow Christ. So multiplication is, is disciple-making. Because this is what happens, a disciple is one who then goes. Somebody who is a disciple is one who goes. So disciple-making is multiplications, disciples making disciples that make disciples that make disciples. So commit to praying for one person. Are you praying for somebody that doesn't know the Lord? Are you committed to praying for that person? Commit to sharing the gospel with that person. If you don't know how to start conversations about the gospel, look for opportunities for evangelism training in the future. When the person comes to faith in Jesus, commit to coming alongside that person to help them in their Christian walk. Teach them to share the gospel with others. Teach them to make disciples. That's how a movement starts. This is why this church is here today. This is why Christianity has expanded around the world throughout history. Disciples, making disciples that make disciples. Now I wanna share something with you. I wanna share with you the best part of disciple making in the church. The best part of multiplication. A multiplication of disciples is this. People will leave our church People will leave our church, and this is good news. This is good news. I pray to God that people will leave our church. I can't wait for people to leave our church. You might be asking, what do you mean, Pastor? Why do you want people to leave our church? Don't we want to keep people in our church? Well, when a church does, does its job, people will leave. They will leave because they are sent by the Holy Spirit as missionaries. They'll be sent to go and plant another church somewhere else. 
How many of you here have, have uh, remember when Maple Park planted churches, intentionally planted churches? I'm not talking about planting churches through church splits, but intentionally planting churches. I know that some of you here have gone to help plant other churches. Isn't that a wonderful thing when we can send people from our church to go start another church? What if Maple Park grew and we needed to start another service, and instead of starting another service, we intentionally planted another church. So I pray that people would leave Maple Park to go and to multiply the church, planting churches that plant churches that plant churches that plant churches. People will also be, will leave our church because they're sent to go into global missions. I pray that God would raise up from among us the next church planter to Japan, or the next church planter to Taiwan, or to Chad. I believe maybe right now in our own neighborhood, the next church planter to one of those unreached people groups is in our neighborhood right now. They haven't heard the gospel yet. So we go to them. They hear the gospel, and then they answer the call to bring the gospel to the far reaches of this world. This is what Jesus wants for Maple Park Church. God wants people from Maple Park Church to leave so that Jesus can expand his kingdom around the world. But to sustain this, we have to add to our numbers so that they too can be sent as God's missionary people around the world. The primary thing isn't seating people in pews on Sunday. The main thing is sending people from the pews into the harvest fields. I was walking a couple weeks ago, and I was saying, Lord, we need families to join Maple Park Church. We need families to join Maple Park Church. And then God spoke to me, and he says, you have to go and invite them. And I said, you're right, Lord. You're right. You see, Jesus said, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send workers into the harvest field. You see, the Lord never directs us to, to just uh, pray that people would just show up out of the blue, but that he would send workers. And that, that starts with me. I am a worker. You are a worker. And so that's what I began to pray for. I said, Lord, send Maple Park. Send Maple Park as workers into the harvest field. They, they, are, they are the tip of the spear in this missionary effort. You have more associations with unchurched and unsaved people than I do. You are the tip of the spear. You are the ones who are to make this possible. So go, go, invite, share, make disciples. So we're called to gather, to be transformed, and to go as disciples of Jesus Christ. Understanding that discipleship is about multiplication. Disciples who make disciples who make disciples. A movement that spreads out from Maple Park unto the uttermost parts of the earth. From the cross of your salvation came resurrection. Jesus raised 
From resurrection came the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit, not because we're perfect, not because we've got it all together, not because we're, we're obedient in every way, but filled with the Holy Spirit by grace. And from the infilling of the Holy Spirit came a church, a church in the book of Acts, sent on mission, sent in the power of the Holy Spirit to Jerusalem, sent by the power of the Holy Spirit to Judea and Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. I pray that the grace of Jesus Christ would so align us with his mission that we would be sent into our Jerusalem, into this community, that we would be sent into our Judea, planting churches, our Samaria, reaching people of a different ethnicity within our own community, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. Japan needs churches. Taiwan needs churches. Chad needs churches. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And I pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, that you would send your people, that you would send them out today as your missionary people, that you would give to them a desire to invite, to invite people to come and to see Jesus, a, a desire to disciple, to come alongside another, to have conversations about the gospel, to come alongside them when they come to faith in you, to show them what it means to be a Christian, teaching them what it means to make disciples. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would do this among us. We need you, Lord. We cannot do it. We are sinful. Heavenly Father, we are complacent. We need to be woken up by you. So wake us up, Lord. Lord, cause our eyes to be lifted up to the harvest fields to see that they are ripe unto harvest. And send us forth as your laborers to bring in the harvest that you've called us to bring in. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.